the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're here to mark that day in history when the Allied armies joined in battle to reclaim this continent to liberty. For four long years, much of Europe had been under a terrible shadow. Free nations had fallen. Jews cried out in the camps. Millions cried out for liberation. Europe was enslaved and the world prayed for its rescue. Here in Normandy, the rescue began. Here, the Allies stood and fought against tyranny in a giant undertaking unparalleled in human history. We stand on a lonely, windswept point on the northern shore of France. The air is soft, but 40 years ago at this moment, the air was dense with smoke and the cries of men, and the air was filled with the crack of rifle fire and the roar of cannon. At dawn on the morning of the 6th of June, 1944, 225 rangers jumped off the British landing craft and ran to the bottom of these cliffs. Their mission was one of the most difficult and daring of the invasion, to climb these sheer and desolate cliffs and take out the enemy guns. The Allies had been told that some of the mightiest of these guns were here, and they would be trained on the beaches to stop the Allied advance. The rangers looked up and saw the enemy soldiers, the edge of the cliffs, shooting down at them with machine guns and throwing grenades. And the American rangers began to climb. They shot rope ladders over the face of these cliffs and began to pull themselves up. When one ranger fell, another would take his place. When one rope was cut, a ranger would grab another and begin his climb again. They climbed, shot back, and held their footing. Soon, one by one, the rangers pulled themselves over the top, and in seizing the firm land at the top of these cliffs, they began to seize back the continent of Europe. 225 came here. After two days of fighting, only 90 could still bear arms. And behind me is a memorial that symbolizes the ranger daggers that were thrust into the top of these cliffs. And before me are the men who put them there. These are the boys of Puente Hope. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent. And these are the heroes who helped end a war. Gentlemen, I look at you and I think of the words of Stephen Spender's poem. You were men who in your, quote, lives fought for life and lift, left the vivid air signed with your honor. Wow. I'm almost rendered speechless. That, of course, was the great communicator, President Ronald Reagan, on the cliffs of Normandy on uh, the 40th anniversary, I believe, of uh, D-Day in Normandy. And I got to thinking today 
I'm looking up on the monitors in the studio. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, by the way. I'm looking up in the monitors in the studio. And did we see on 75th anniversary, did we see the, the Joe Biden administration or Joe Biden over in the clips of Normandy paying homage to these brave heroes? Can't hear you, man. I've been looking at the monitors all day and there hasn't been anything. No. And of course, it's your favorite president who delivered those remarks there in Normandy. I'm proud that I actually have my great uncle, Kirkland, who was shot down not long after that and is buried over there. I'm I'm proud. How many of you today have family members, uh, obviously, you know, grandfathers or great uncles that served in in World War II? I heard from some people today. If you want to call and share their story, the greatest generation truly is that's exactly what they are. It's exactly what they are, the greatest generation. And Joe Biden is almost old enough to be a part of that greatest generation at, at the age of 80. And the lack of respect for them today on the part of this administration and this country that all had but forgotten this heroism. I have to wonder today what the greatest generation, most of them are gone now. Fortunately for them, they're not living in a time in which they're having to witness how the United States of America and the rest of the world has squandered the freedoms for which they fought and died. Shame on them. I look at this country today. Did any of them fight and die so that we could be invaded on our southern border with MS-13 gang members and child sex traffickers and fentanyl coming across our border enough to kill off an entire nation to have them being foisted upon us? Is that what they fought for? Or was it so that children could be mutilated chemically or otherwise by doctors under the guise of protecting their mental health when the issue is mental illness? Is that what they fought for? How about the suppression of speech? Their First Amendment rights. Did they, did they fight and die so that Christians could be arrested at gay pride parades because they're just standing there exercising their right to free assemble and their First Amendment rights to exercise free speech and their, their exercise their freedom of religion to be arrested? Did they fight and die so that Americans could be arrested and thrown into jail and denied bail and their Third Amendment right and their Fourth Amendment right uh, because of their political beliefs? Is that what the greatest generation died for? Because I don't believe so. The entire world has squandered what the greatest generation of of America did. We, yeah, we had some allies, but it was the United States of America that saved this world from communism and Nazism. And what are we doing here in the United States? We've got schools teaching communism to our children. That's what we got going on here. We've got a mainstream media, a legacy media that would do Pravda proud. That's state-run media, not unlike what's going on with North Korea. We've got a push right now for the same economic system that that was uh, what Castro's Cuba was all about. Our greatest generation did not fight and die for a Black Lives Matter movement that thinks it's okay to burn down buildings with people inside of it or to demand reparations. Do I have to say it? Should I say it? Should I talk about the color of the skin of the greatest generation? And, and were there were there African-Americans that, that were with us? Of course. What was the majority of them skins? What was the majority of their ethnicity that saved the world? And yet there's nothing today 
for these heroes. I didn't see any celebrations in D.C. at our war monuments. Nothing. Well, that's because back then everybody was grateful. But yet we're still hearing all this push for Ukraine. The big story today is about Ukraine had a dam break and, you know, we're not giving enough money over to Ukraine. It's like, where are the Warhawks? How come the Warhawks today? How come the Liz Cheney wing and the and Lady Graham are not talking today about Normandy? Where are they? They want to talk about Russia. Why? They want to they, they want to talk. Well, we, we've got to support Ukraine because of Russia. Russia is the bad guy. Yet, yet Anthony Blinken, Secretary of State, shot down any suggestion that we get into peace talks. Who was able to then tear down the wall? Who was able to get rid of Checkpoint Charlie? It was my man Reagan. And here's what he had to say on that, that uh, 40th anniversary about Russia. We look for some sign from the Soviet Union that they are willing to move forward, that they share our desire and love for peace, and that they will give up the ways of conquest. There must be a changing there that will allow us to turn our hope into action. We will pray forever that someday that changing will come. But for now, particularly today, it is good and fitting to renew our commitment to each other, to our freedom, and to the alliance that protects it. We're bound today by what bound us 40 years ago the same loyalties, traditions, and beliefs. We're bound by reality. The strength of America's allies is vital to the United States, and the American security guarantee is essential to the continued freedom of Europe's democracies. We were with you then. We're with you now. Your hopes are our hopes, and your destiny is our destiny. Here in this place, where the West held together, Let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. Wow. I ask you, friends, family out there, are we living up to their legacy for which they died? Right now, the FBI, the DOJ, all working to control the outcome of our elections, suppressing, oppressing, targeting individuals, with the jackboot of tyranny on the the necks of Americans simply because of their political beliefs and covering up the crimes of the elites, is that honoring them and their sacrifice? Absolutely not. I couldn't can't think of a better guest on tonight to talk about the FBI covering up crimes of the Bidens and 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 as that happens to be also falling on the 75th anniversary of D Day. I've got Colonel Mills who's going to be with us after the break. Can't wait to get his perspective on the FBI and whether or not and and, and how our U.S. government has squandered the rights for which these brave Americans and heroes died, but how the U.S. government is actually as much of an enemy of its citizens right now as in my belief, Germany and Russia everywhere. Well, listening to that speech real quickly before break, Andrea, and what, what he's saying about the Soviet Union. We've I'm not going to say we are the Soviet Union, but my how the tables have turned. Yeah. 
And it's interesting how he, he was able to reach them. He was able to reach Gorbachev. He was able to reach people because he understood that, that the Russian people, you know, had the same hopes and dreams, you know, that it, it's not unlike George W. Bush's statements that everybody yearns to be free. It's just going into Iraq. And that whole scheme was not a good idea. Going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Colonel Mills into the discussion. So stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Acacia. Glad to have you guys with me tonight. Lots of different ways you can be a part of the show. 888-344-1170 is our live number. You can email me at andreacacia.com. Don't forget you can get our podcast, which are usually uploaded by noon the next day. Before the break, I played a couple of clips from uh, President Ronald Reagan at Normandy on the 40th anniversary of D-Day on June 6th. And, and just, he was called the Great communicator for a reason and how he spoke about those heroes and the rangers and what they did and and it, and at the end he closed his speech with a call that we continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died and I certainly don't believe that we are doing that today um, before we get into and I and I talked about a, a list of uh, many things that I think that sh- show that are that I think our heroes would be disturbed um, uh, that are happening in the United States one of which being the FBI and the DOJ working against the American people. Before I get into that, though, I I mentioned my next guest is Colonel John Mills, and he will be discussing the uh, FBI and DOJ covering up the crimes of the Biden family. But I want to get his reaction to the fact that this is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Hi, Colonel John Mills. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Always an honor to be on your show. Always, always enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your thoughts on this this seventy fifth anniversary of uh, D Day? There were, you know, there was President Reagan there on the fortieth anniversary. I've seen nothing today by the Biden administration. Typical. This is what we're dealing with: a post post Christian America, a post post America America. I mean, this is the, this is the, I mean, and, you know, uh, probably nobody on his staff can realize what June 6 stands for. So uh, what do you expect? You got a bunch of, uh, you know, ne'er-do-well staffers in the White House, you know, raised on Howard. Their, their brains are mushed from all the Howard, Howard's in history books and the public school system, not bashing the public school system. I love the public school system, but not the indoctrination. And then they went on to go get even more mush-headedness from, uh, they're uh, mostly Ivy League schools. So you got a bunch of mush heads who don't even realize as soon as I hear the words June 6, I snap to attention. Mm-hmm. And as, as should every American. And uh, this was an incredible day. Uh, the landing uh, that began the final phase of the, the European uh, theater of World War Two. And this is a, a hallowed day. This mm-hmm. is uh, so many, so many died. It was such an incredible operation, um, and uh, so we should always remember this. Always remember June 6th. When somebody says June 6th, remember it. Never, ever, ever. It should be just like 9-11, but this is the battle to retake America mm-hmm. and get rid of Howard, Z- Howard Zinn and the, and the public and the school system. Uh, and, uh, so all the mush heads that are, that are angry transgenders now, uh, you know, they're angry about everything, but they're, they're nothing but Antifa and a new, and a, you know, wardrobe change. And, uh, yeah. 
So, uh, well, the reason why we're dealing with. Right. Excuse me for interrupting. I was just thinking, you know, it's it's so obvious to me and should be to everybody that the reason why there's no mention of this today and there's not any celebrations about it is because it shows the greatness of America. Right. And that doesn't work with the left who has to try to demonize this country uh, as, you know, a foundation of evil. America's never done anything good, but oppress certain minority groups. And therefore there needs to be uh, reparations. And certainly, you know, the left doesn't want people to know that the, the systems that we we fought to, to to take down and that Americans, brave Americans, you know, fought against are some of the same systems that the left is trying to instill here in this country. And so it's absolutely shameful to me. I, I'm particularly disgusted by the fact I went through a long list of things that the greatest generation, I, I, I believe, would be just... Be over, be, just be beyond upset about how the United States has squandered the rights that they fought and died for. One, I, I think many of them, uh, there's probably not many of them left that are completely aware of what's happening in this country, and that's a blessing for them because they certainly didn't fight and die so that the United States of America could be a greater threat to its people than than other countries at this point. When we have an FBI and a DOJ that's sole purpose is to cover up the crimes of Democrats and elites and then be weaponized against their political opponents. Our country is now the enemy. And I want to play a clip because James Comer is the head of the Oversight Committee and um, he has been fighting against Christopher Wray, who's refusing to hand over the document from a whistleblower proving that Joe Biden was involved in at least one uh, $5 million bribery scheme. And here, an update on the story, here's what Comer had to say today about the the document clip one the claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania it suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks there's a term for that it's called money laundering and that again is what the, the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing, frankly, in other countries, too. So, Colonel John Mills, you've spent a lot of time. I don't even have time to go through all of your resume and everything that, that you've been in, involved with. Um, have you ever seen anything like this in your life? A former vice president, current occupant of the White House, wh- who you know has been involved with a documented money laundering scheme involving selling off our country to other co- selling off our nation to other countries. Yeah, right now we have an executive branch agency, uh, the, the FBI fighting the legislative branch to give information that in the end is owned by the American people. It's a basic precept, uh, regulation and law of U.S. intelligence operations that if they come across a U.S. citizen conducting a, a crime, committing a crime, they are required to either A, make a referral to Department of Justice for investigation and prosecution, or B, make a clear written statement of why they did not. The 1023 shows something significant. Mm -hmm. I've been at the White House when the legislative branches wanted to see documents. We we did, uh, and it's a negotiated process, three separate but equal branches. We would allow them to come over, 
see the documents, not not allow them to take notes, not allow them to get a copy of it, we would see them. And that would suffice the congressional question. This is this situation with Comer and the 1023 that likely leads to the Biden family is not the same thing. This is this is a crime. This mm-hmm. is a crime. And an executive branch agency hiding that from and refusing to hand that over. They need to pound uh, Ray uh, that would say not only uh, they've talked about uh, um, holding him in contempt, they need to start impeachment proceedings. They need to pound mm-hmm. him. They need to stop all funding to the FBI. How dare the FBI hide a criminal act by somebody who may be that same person in the White House? And the significant activities, the suspicious activity reports, this is crazy. And there was I, like I, 150 what? suspicious activity reports. And you, if you were an I, if you were I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Bob Mueller, uh, his report was about whether or not Donald Trump was obstructing justice at some point. Here we've got actual obstruction of justice. We've got the top law enforcement a- 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 agency in the country and the head of that agency committing crimes. In front of the American people. And no, because it is a crime to obstruct justice, which he is. But we've got the fox guarding the hen house. And I and I'm concerned we've got some Republicans that feel like, well, we you know, we could start impeachment hearings, but we don't have control over the Senate. That's the that's the excuse that they give for not pulling the trigger. One of the things they could have done is is said as Republicans, you know, get it when it came to that game of chicken over the debt ceiling, say we're not going to fund the FBI. We're just not going to fund it. Mm-hmm. We're in a new era, and there is a lot of rhinoish legacy Republicans that do yeah. not understand. It all started with Jeff Sessions, yes. who, made, who I, I thought in many ways was a very good mega uh, a senator, but he made a fateful decision where he thought he was doing the right thing to in, immediately uh, 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 identify a special prosecutor. That is old school and the old game, because the the problem is that works when you have two sides that still have a vision of a constitutional America. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have one side that couldn't care less about the American citizen, couldn't care less about the and 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 any any out there who say, hey, I'm going to vote Democrat. uh, I'm just I'm making this purely on policy, uh, policy observations. It's like. Uh, they are letting the borders open. Uh, the persons who are hurt the worst by open borders are the young black male. Why in the world should they vote Democrat when it's been shown over and over again? The young black male is the one who is de- who is grievously harmed mm-hmm. by uh, un- uneducated, illiterate in their own language. Uh, um, disease carrying. We don't know who they are, what they are. Right. Now we have Chinese paramil- paramilitaries coming across the border. The young black male is the one that is damaged and hurt the most. So, ladies and gentlemen, vote for somebody that has your best interest as an American in mind, not for somebody who doesn't care about you and is done with you and is dispensing with you. And now they're on to something else, which means open borders and Chinese paramilitaries coming across the border. Right. In fact, I was thinking today, that's one of the items that I mentioned in my open about the 75th anniversary is that, you know, why, why are we, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're our, it's our nation today that's being invaded right Uh, at our Southern border. And, you know, that's not what a greatest generation died for, you know, to have to have our nation be completely. I mean, the word invasion is really important here in this context. Uh, We invaded on the beaches in Normandy in order to take 
uh, to, to, to win the war, right? And to take ground away from the enemy and to have superiority. Isn't that what, isn't that what the invasion at our southern border is about? It's about, it's about d- destroying the sovereignty of this nation. It's about, it's a takeover. And the Democrats, uh, have, have been, um, that's been their goal. And what I mean by a takeover is that by increasing the dependency class, handing out entitlements to people that are going to come here and vote Democrat, they're going to try to change the entire country into California, a permanent Democrat voting block. And that's the game plan here. It's about changing, changing America and not for the good. Uh, and through power, it's ultimately a power play. And the Republicans sat back and, um, and, and, and let this happen over decades. In fact, when we had the both houses of Congress, the excuse was, well, we got to have the White House. So it's OK. We gave Trump elected Trump, held our nose and reelected a lot of these rhinos. And then they and then it, it, then it was all kinds of excuses for why uh, they couldn't seal the border. And so um, do you have, before I let you go, Colonel Mills, do you have uh, uh, ideas for solutions and how we can take our country back? Uh, go on the attack on lawfare. I mean, now I've, now I've identif- been identified as number 862, I think it is, on the Twitter list. You know, and uh, my own legal team, uh, Harmony Dillon, uh, Stephen Miller at America First, Ladies and gentlemen, if your name is on that 10,000 list that Twitter has, uh, you need to jump on one of these class action lawsuits immediately. This is the fruit of a out-of-control federal government with no lawful basis giving names of American citizens to a company to silence and censor. We need to extract blood for, uh, uh, and I mean that, I mean that in lawful terms. This is shameful. So, and, and hey, they're also looking for participants in the class action lawsuits against tar- Target, Bud, Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is where everybody's saying, I'm not going to buy any Disney product. I'm not going to buy any Disney stock. I said, I, I'm, actually, I'm going out and buying Disney stock. Not a lot, but I'm buying so I can be a participant in class action suits. Because I knew this a while ago. I said, sooner or later, we're going to have class action suits. And now, Look at the look at the damage we are inflicting on Bud, on Target, and and unbelievably even Chick Fil A dare mm. uh, standing on the precipice of craziness. Um, so inflict coals, go after them, get buy a share or two of these companies and get it pile on these class action lawsuits, ladies and gentlemen. A, a company can't survive when it loses fourteen to sixteen to seventeen billion of market cap, which is number of shares times times price. This is this is this is how we extract. This mm-hmm. is how we extract pain and suffering from these crazies. And the other thing is what, what it says in my book: the, the nation will follow. Is you've got to get involved in your school board, your county council. Uh, the election board, the election registrar, they call them the, the uh, ROV in California, uh, judges, sheriffs, and prosecutors. I, I mm-hmm. meet with my, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm able to meet with my AG's, uh, state AG staff. I'll meet with anybody. I have no special relationship. I meet with them regularly. We just got, uh, we just got Virginia out of the Eric system for voting. Huge win. Uh, got two felony indictments against my former registrar, uh, for, and I, I will say this, election fraud mm-hmm. in San, San, San Joaquin County. A great sheriff up there who's a Democrat, but a lawman. And uh, he says, we are going to. And so he's got Lodi City Council member uh, who's been charged with election fraud 2020. 
ladies and gentlemen, we got to get tough. We got to get yeah. tough. Got to get smart. Don't spend time bellowing on social media. Getting, spend that energy and and jabbing and poking them any way possible, and get lawfare, lawfare, lawfare right back in their face. I love that, Figure Colonel John. Yes, Colonel John Mills. Got to leave it there. The book is "The Nation Will Follow," and you can go to thenationwillfollow dot com for more information. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we, you're just a, a hero and a patriot, and we thank you for it. Andrea, thank you. Always enjoy talking to you. Looking forward to the next time. Take All care. Right, take good care. All right. Now, stay tuned. Speaking of election fraud, we got a story that nobody else is talking about, so we might as well. What happened to 800,000 ballots? You heard me for the 2020 presidential election. Suddenly, they just went poof, and the USPS has no explanation for it. Come on now. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Nothing matters if our elections don't matter. Did the greatest generation run up on the beaches, the Rangers run up on the beaches of Norm- Normandy so that down the road, uh, you know, our government, the U.S. government and forces within it would try to control who became president of the United States of America. That's absolutely laughable. But that's here we are. That's that's where we are. And by the way, um, I'm still waiting on DeSantis to acknowledge the fact that there's crap going on with our elections. Chris Christie has thrown his hat in the ring. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he actually held a rally like he, like it was serious that he actually thinks he's got a shot at being president. No, we know that pretty much I don't think that any of them are in this actually thinking that they've got a shot to challenge Trump other than maybe DeSantis on being president of the United States. The rest of them are either just trying to get the VP slot, trying to raise their profile for their business or whatever. It, it And in the case of Chris Christie and a few others, it's all about just trying to be able to sling arrows and try to damage. Donald J. Trump. That is certainly despicable in my book. What did Donald Trump do that Chris Christie has such a problem with it? Was it that it, he led the greatest economic revival in spite of having one hand tied behind his back because of the Republican Party? Was it the fact that he was able to do that in spite of the fact that Chris Christie's advice to him was all to sabotage him? Christopher Ray was Chris Christie's ideas. That was that what they hate about Donald Trump, or was it how the minorities rose to have the highest level of living under Donald J. Trump and the lowest unemployment? Is that what they hate Trump so much for? And you know, I, I just I, I have to be suspicious of anybody who's going up against Donald J. Trump. If you want to make an argument that you think that like DeSantis is trying to make an argument that he's a doer and that what he did in Florida will translate to him as president, okay, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for the argument. But do not make your argument to me that Donald Trump lost in 2020 because Donald Trump did not lose in 2020. Take the Dominion machines out of it. Here's a story. Remember, I know we reported on it because there was a guy named Jesse Morgan who was a USPS driver. And do you remember when he said that he left New York with a whole bunch of completed ballots in the back of his truck? Here's how he described them. He says, I, I, in total, I saw 24 Gaylords or large cardboard containers of ballots loaded into my trailer. These Gaylords contained plastic trays. I call them totes or trays of ballots stacked on top of each other. All of the, uh, the, the envelopes were the same size. I saw the envelopes had return addresses. They were completed ballots. 
So that's what was loaded up in his USPS truck as he left in um, October 21st, as he left in uh, the, his location in Bethpage, New York, en route to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, with about 288,000 completed ballots. So he's supposed to be going to Harrisburg with almost 300,000 ballots. In addition, there were um, two of those Gaylords underneath the Harrisburg, two, the 300,000 Harrisburg completed ballots was two trays of ballots that were supposed to be for Lancaster. So he's on his way to, to Harrisburg and he stops and they make him wait for six hours. They give him no paperwork of anything related to his to his load and what he's carrying, where he's supposed to be going. They tell him to not take anything out for Harrisburg, but to go on to Lancaster. And he's like, well, wait a second. The Lancaster ballots are underneath the Harrisburg ballots. So you've, I, I, I've waited six hours. You've done nothing. You've given me no paperwork, including anything related to my pay, which is weird. Because you know them U.S. postal workers, you know, they got to get paid. And if it's five minutes of overtime, and I can't blame them, they, you know, five minutes late, they want their overtime, right? He, he's driven for hours and he can't get any any documentation as to what he's doing, and where he's going. Huh. But they send him on his way after six hours to Lancaster. Then in Lancaster, the next day, his truck is missing. And all 400 or 500,000 ballots are gone. He parked it in his usual spot as he was instructed to do in Lancaster, and the next day his trailer was gone. They said that he was crazy. They said, you know, that they tried to gaslight him and act like he was in a fugue state somewhere. Well, lo and behold, the uh, office, the post office inspector general, did an investigation. They do not deny that he was a subcontractor truck driver who took the. Um, mail from Beth Page, but they're claiming that he, he's remembering the wrong truck, the wrong trailer. And they're also saying, well, he's overestimated the number of completed ballots that were at the back. I mean, ladies, you know what it's like when some boy's trying to convince you that he really wasn't doing what you think you saw him doing with a girl behind a bleachers, right? That's kind of what's going on. So then they say, then the post uh, Postal Service um Working on October 21, the other postal workers say they, quote, could not recall telling him to, to not take out his mail at Harrisburg and proceed to Lancaster. So now everybody's memories are fuzzy. Then in another document, they've said, well, you know what? It might have been the printing company who really delivered the 300,000 or more ballots, even though the printing company can't produce any records of it. So now the USPS is pointing to the printing company and the printing company saying, yeah, you know, we may have delivered that, but we just don't have any record of it. You see the game that's been played here? The end of the day, his story has, so, oh, so then it gets worse. So then at one point, um, remember, remember Tony Schaefer, who is an ex-military guy, an intelligence officer, he was asked, he was asked to investigate this guy's story. I don't remember who asked him to to investigate his story. Um, he was asked by members of the Pen- Pennsylvania Senate to thoroughly investigate Morgan's claim. So he formed a special team of, of, quote, former postmasters who spent a week digging into his story to see if it was feasible. Um, they, they agreed that it was feasible and credible. So then Schaefer gets on the phone with uh, former Attorney General Ed Meese, and Ed Meese tells him to call Bill Barr to inform him of the findings. 
So according to Tony Schaefer, who's never been impugned as anybody other than credible, he says he was on the phone with Bill Barr about 10 minutes uh, with Bill Barr telling him to stop investigating. And Bill Barr spent 20 minutes event, uh, essentially yelling at him in a threatening way. Schaefer asked if Morgan could get whistleblower status and Barr refused. After that, Morgan dropped out of sight. So Bill Barr, who's laughing today and saying Trump will be indicted, and Bill Barr, who mocked Trump and laughed in, in the Jan 6 committee hearings that there was never any evidence of anything that had gone wrong, specifically screamed and yelled at Tony Schaefer to drop it, not talk about this USPS story anymore, and refused to give this guy whistleblower protections. There was a U.S. attorney who said on Election Day and afterwards, our office received various allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. This is in Pennsylvania. As part of my responsibilities as U.S. attorney, I wanted to be transparent with the public and, of course, investigate fully any allegations. Attorney General Barr, however, instructed me not to make any public statements or put out any press releases regarding possible election irregularities. I was also given a direction to pass along serious allegations to state attorney general for investigation. That same as state attorney general had already declared that there was no way Trump could win. So Bill Barr actively suppressed, just like he suppressed the Hunter Biden investigations, he suppressed anything related to the election fraud in 2020. Bill Barr needs to be prosecuted for his role in electioneering and the attempt to, here's your real insurrection, people. Here's your insurrection going to take a break we got more on the other side andrea k the donut queen of san diego it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego hey andrea great show honey uh, just a little correction 44 from 23 is 79th anniversary so what, what was i calling the 75th anniversary thank you for that correction I actually ended up being very good with math, by the way, at LSU, particularly statistics. I loved quantitative business analysis, queuing theories, um, industrial engineering applications. I love me a manufacturing plant. You give me, you give me a day in a manufacturing plant and I will sit there and come up with all kinds of schematics for you on how. That's right. I am your girl. If you have a manufacturing plant and you just need to know how many machines you set up, you need set up because you want to you want to push out X number of widgets and you've got five workers. Let me tell you, I can come up with some theories. I can come up with some schematics. I love QBA and industrial engineering applications. (laughs) Just it's my jam. <laughs> um, anyway, enough about that. We all have our weird hobbies. Oh, I've got to tell you guys, I know it's not Friday, um, but um, I started watching a series and it's on Hulu. I don't know how many people get Hulu as a streaming service. Um, it's called A Small Light, and I don't want to give any of the details away, but it's actually a different version of the Anne Frank story, and I just started watching it, and if you have Hulu, I suggest you you give it a watch. Yeah, I'll know that anything related to the Holocaust is just, uh, you know, I love I love the Jewish people. They are, they are God's chosen people, and the Holocaust is just, you know, I guess I'm thinking about that. I thought about it because of the, you know, D-Day. But that's an actually really interesting, fascinating, based on a true story, obviously. 
Um, but it's a different take on the on the. I love can. the story of Anne Frank. Yeah, and you will you will absolutely love this series as well. Um, you know, I've got a nominee for Hero of the Week that's going to come as a shock to you guys. And coming up next hour, my buddy Brian Maloney will be here, at, and we're going to talk to him about that uh, because my nominee for Hero of the Week is Harris Faulkner. Believe it or not, I actually posted one of her uh, a portion of her statements today on my social media. I think it was today or maybe yesterday. Yesterday, and um, you know, I, I I look forward to playing that for you guys. So do stick around uh, for segment uh, hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. I want to tell you guys, I, I you know, maybe I should wait for this story for next hour. I'm kind of torn as to whether or not the CEO of Lululemon has come out and defended his decision to fire his employees that tried to stop a rob- robbery in progress. And I'm, I, as I've thought about it today, I'm kind of going back and forth about it because uh, I kind of get his point. But at the same time, we've got, you know, a massive crime wave happening across this country. And there's one thing that there's so many things that irritate me. Y'all know me well. <laughs> but the idea of somebody stealing something that doesn't belong to them. I can remember one time as a kid accidentally putting something in a pocket one time. Literally, I didn't mean it. And it was like a piece of bubble gum or something. And it just tortured me all day. I cannot stand the idea of taking something that doesn't belong to me, right? And I think it's because I've always, you know, when somebody, I've been stolen from and I just can't, it's just terrible to me. Um, But I'm torn over this story. So we're going to share that with you guys next hour. You're going to want to stick around with that. We also have another corporation, another day, another corporation that's doubled down and gone all in uh, for child uh, mutilation. And so we're going to share that story with you as well as a Florida judge who basically said, so what? You're the governor. So what? DeSantis. So what? You've got state representatives who put a law into effect banning uh, transgender mutilation of children. I'm a judge and I think this is a real thing and so I'm going to overturn it. So we've got lots of topics to share with you guys, including good friend Brian Maloney. So don't go anywhere. Hour two is coming. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.